I, I recently had some store brand uh, CTC, and it's just Cinnamon Toast Crunch for those not up on the lingo. And the store brand CTC is just like it's it's cardboard with little grains of sand on it. It's not Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'll tell you. Union Gold, scored by AJ and Luke, the Goofy Brothers. Hey guys, Doobie Brothers podcast presented by the Burley Game. I'm AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly. It is episode 89 and... Hey, we're we're Champions League semifinalists. Let's just start with that. At least just saying that sounds still sounds crazy. It does. It does. It is Cinco de Mayo on the day that we're recording, so happy Cinco de Mayo. But you're not going to listen to this until after that. So hopefully you enjoyed yours. Um, I think it's funny. I just said we are because we we you and I aren't. But you know, right? Sure. (laughs) So um, we're going to talk about the New York FC loss minimally we'll talk about the atlanta tie and ccl um success and then we'll talk about regular season we'll get back into the regular season games um we'll talk about some fan protests overseas and then what they would look like here (coughs) excuse me and then we'll do some random random stuff nothing too crazy but it should be a good little pod let's get back into it like this is like some legit mls stuff so um, let's talk about that first MLS game, then we'll get into the Atlanta CCL. So, uh, let's see, Saturday night, NYCFC comes to town, and uh, we lost 2-0. And so before we break it down, like, last year we didn't lose at home during the regular season. This year, we are 0-2 at home. Um, should we be worried? Is it... Is it anything more than just uh, CCL hangover? What are your thoughts on on that? Um, I think I, I want to put a lot of blame on CCL hangover. Um, I'm pretty sure there was a stat that like all all the MLS teams that were involved in CCL, like none of them won the, the following MLS game that they played. So I think it's not uncommon, obviously, for this to happen, but. I do get that it is it is a little concerning with these being home games and yeah like we it 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 felt so weird to see Union lose against Miami at home because we like literally haven't seen that in the regular season in like over a year and obviously last year was whatever but it still felt weird and now NYCFC like the game was over early basically but it it's it felt like. It, it it did kind of and did kind of take me back to like a couple years, a, the union of like a couple years ago where it's like oh yeah this team can lose at home this is a thing that happens because yeah we we just I, I don't know we've been on such a high with this team with all they all they've been able to accomplish recently so it's like a, kind of like a little reality check along with the CCL hangover I feel like for me yeah for sure um and as you're talking about this I'm I'm kind of thinking kind of like checking myself on things I thought and said probably at the end of last year when we got when we got into CCL some of my thoughts were like yeah that's awesome but I had a feel just I knew it would cost us in the regular season and 
um, I wasn't sure how good it was to be in CCL at that time. The reason I'm checking myself is because clearly we're doing awesome in CCL. We're exceeding all of my expectations and thoughts for how we would do. And so it's been a very positive thing. Um, initially though, part of my thought was like, oh man, teams that get into CCL, they do poorly in the regular season to start the year. Um, and I, I, I did not expect such success that we've been having in CCL. So, um, kind of going back on my initial thoughts, probably about, you know, 10 episodes ago, just about, um, CCL and how good it actually was to be in, um, because it, it would cost us MLS games. But now that we're in the middle of it, I don't think I would trade, I, I'm, I don't think anyone would trade the success and fun that we've been having with CCL for um, these these home games. Would you agree? Like like yep. these two, we lost two home games, games two and three in the season. But I don't think anyone would trade those games for the CCL success we've had. Definitely, and yeah, it's it's kind of interesting seeing the how how common that that logic is amongst like union twitter from from what we've seen like everyone seems to be on that same page like no one's happy obviously with seeing our team lose but yeah we're like okay we understand the situation and we're, we're all in on on ccl so we're, we're kind of fine with with this and another point is like we kind of went into this season understanding that this team wasn't gonna be you know the team of last year the team that's like a team that's like ready to go all in with the season and like have a lineup that's like you know locked and loaded because we, we lost some some you know pretty huge key, key key players on this on this roster so like we knew there's going to be some growing pains as well as as you know whatever the C ccl was going to do to the affect the, the regular season you know plans so i feel like that's that's another fact we have to like kind of remind ourselves of like even though this team is you know hasn't is, is getting success in, in ccl there's still a lot that they need to figure out with how they're going to, you know, you know, there's still maybe some questions at, in center back and like how to really deal with the number 10 with, you know, with the lack of Aaron's and McKenzie. And, and like, that's another fact that I, that I have to remind myself of too, because it's, it's, it is a pretty big one and, and it's going to take a lot of time to really get this team to be like back up to that level that they were with those guys or, or at a, a new level with, with, you know, new guys or, or just figuring out a better way to play, you know? For sure. And sidebar. Speaking of those two, since you brought those two up, congrats to those two guys, both winning some uh, trophies over in their uh, respective leagues. Um, and then also I saw somewhere that since Aronson has played a you know, certain percentage or number of minutes or matches, whatever it is, uh, the union, union collect a little bit of money for that. So that's pretty cool, too. Nice. Um, and we also get some money for making CCL semis. So Look at that. Just, just rolling in it, bro. Just rolling yeah. it. Um, so let's break down a little, little bit the NYCFC game, but not not too long because um, I, I kind of didn't watch much of the second half just because, you know, doing dad things. Um, but I did I did see the goal, the first one, and I did see the red card. And on, I guess, I guess we'll talk about the goal first. Yeah. The goal was ugly, and I'll say I'll say it. I don't think Matt Real did himself many favors throughout this game. Mm -hmm. I don't think he looked like a player in form. It's also tough because he hasn't been getting too many minutes and then to be expected to start against a good NYCFC team. Um, it's, it's a tough spot, but uh, he didn't really, really give Curtin a reason to 
put him in over Wagner right now. So Definitely. Uh, that's, that's kind of a bummer as a homegrown, as we're fans of homegrowns, of course. Um, but yeah, yeah, that goal, that goal, that, that kind of really set us back early, and that, that sucked. Yeah, it really did. And it was really frustrating because it was like Martinez had this, you know, not great giveaway, and then, you know, he, he's on the ground trying to, like, you know, call for a foul or whatever, and that obviously means he's not tracking back. And then, you know, Montero was sucked up and not in right position. And obviously, like you said, Real wasn't in a great position for this goal. And, yeah, you could just see it. Like, you could see NYC coming down the field, and we like we just didn't have the guys in the right spot for it to stop this. And it, and it was a – you know, it was just like one of those kind of like avalanche goals where just like they could just kind of roll it into the goal and, and you know, do whatever they want to, to, to make that happen. So it was, it, was, it was pretty frustrating, and it was like – yeah, it was really kind of like dejecting goal because we were we didn't have a lot of high hopes with this with this in this game because we know because of CCL and we saw there was a little bit of, of roster uh, changes with obviously Real and then you know Montero got gets gets pushed back to the eight with Fontana because um, they, they they rested Flock and then also Casper was got rested so we knew this wasn't going to be you know maybe this the same kind of team we were seeing in, in CCL but it was. Yeah, it, it, it was it was just kind of disappointing to see with that goal, and then it just got got worse from there. Yeah, yeah, the red initially not called a red, but as soon as you saw the replay, uh, it was pretty evident that it was going to be given a red. And hopefully, as of now, we haven't heard of any additional suspensions, right? So right, I, it's got to come. I mean, that was that was a really really bad play. Like that was really disappointing to see Mont- Mont- Martinez like elbow guy in the head like that's that's just not good I, I i know we don't like nyc and especially castellanos but i mean that's that's not the kind of yeah, that's like an unacceptable play obviously it's it's kind of it's pretty frustrating and we know martinez has a temper but that's unacceptable I, i'm glad he, he had his apology and i, I honestly I, I think it could have been a little stronger um but it's yeah that was frustrating because that like you know obviously we're gonna lose him a game probably more but then this, this NYC game, like, it was over. Like, we down a goal, you know, roster, it had some rotation, and then down a man, and it's like, okay, we're not, this isn't, this isn't a game we're going to come back in. It's, so yeah. it, was, it was just frustrating. Yeah, neither of us were there, and I was glad to not be there. Because um, after that, I kind of, I, you know, I watched, but also kind of checked out, because it wasn't, I mean, yeah. And I hope, I hope the team talks to Martinez. I'm sure they'll be in his ear and be like, yo, you really... You really hurt us, and hopefully, we can maintain some coverage over the next, you know, couple games that you're missing. But yeah, yeah, because also missing Atlanta due to yellow card accumulation. You know how much I hate that rule mm-hmm. in general. But um, but yeah, it's just kind of like all coming together against Martinez right now as far as his uh, suspension. So it's kind of a double whammy yep. coming at him. So. Maybe it'll be a good. Maybe it's a good thing to happen right now, so that he's um, available during during the long summer stretch of the, the year, as well as in the semifinals of the CCL. So yeah. maybe it's good to get that out way early and a little wake up call early for the team. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope he he learns from this because I feel like we did kind of have a moment like this last year, maybe to a lesser extent, where he he had a bit of a wild streak, and I can't remember. If it, I don't think it was a red card, but he had a bunch of yellows, and and I think. Curran had to try to rein him in and he, he he kind of like understood that and changed his game a bit and, and wasn't as aggressive and, I, and it, it worked pretty well so I think hopefully he 
he finds a way to, you know, after once he's back in the, on the field, he's able to control himself a little bit better because he is such a key piece of this team. Like, we'll get to like Flack playing the six, and that was fine. But Martinez at the six is is a different kind of player. He's because even before this podcast, this you know our last podcast, we were praising him so much. He was, you know, a guy yeah, looking to get a jersey. Like he, he's you know making making waves and uh, across the country and and, and the MLS world, and it's like. And and still he's still obviously that player, but it, this is just a frustrating setback. Yep, yep. Um, scale of one to ten, how much does this game matter? Uh, I mean, like part like what matters is that like it was NYC, who's just like a team I always am frustrated by and want to beat, and that they're like an Eastern Conference team that's probably going to be a team we're kind of going to be around and and at the end of the year in, in terms of the standings. But other than that, it, it means very little to me. It's, you know, there's so many games left in this, in this season and to take a hit with CCL, it's, I think it, it's fine. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Do you have any, what do you, what do you think? Nothing to add. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's move on. To Atlanta, the big one, the CCL's uh, quarterfinal. Um, I think uh, overall, big picture, I think it was a well-coached, well-maintained second leg. We knew we had the lead. Um, I didn't feel like there was many moments where I was too nervous. Obviously, when they scored right before the half, I got a little bit nervous, but just knowing that we had a nice little cushion, you know, had they scored another one, Obviously, things then things get real interesting, and um, not that I was ever rooting for that, but it would have been pretty fun to watch uh, if they had scored two and be like, "Oh boy, here we go!" Right. and have a real frantic finish there. But clearly, clearly, that did not happen, and that's all for the best there. Um, but what, what were your thoughts on? So, speaking of Martinez, Flock got the six. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought he played it pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think he, like, he obviously is a different type of player, but he, he covered ground enough, and I think he was just, like, involved enough. Like, he wasn't getting lost on the field. He was he was making the right defensive plays, and, you know, maybe not covering as much ground as Martinez would, but he he's just a smart player. So he was finding putting himself in the right spots, and offensively he was he was getting forward too. Like I feel like everyone had had moments where they were getting forward against Atlanta. Like I think it was pretty easy to get behind at, at behind Atlanta's defense in this game, and and he he, he had his moments there too. Um, I know he had like one one kind of sh- one shot where he maybe could have done had a little hit it a little yeah. better, but but he was there. Like he 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 was involved, and um, I think it it was a pretty positive performance for me knowing that we're probably going to have to depend on him for a handful of games um you know in the near future so i, I i'm pretty comfortable with that and it's and it's nice that we get to keep um elliot and glasses in, in the back together because hopefully they can build more chemistry and and and, and kind of grow as as partners there because we, we need that too and and we didn't finley wasn't even an option because he was hurt so that you know maybe that would have that affected flock playing at the six but I'm fine if we keep going going forward with, with lack of the six. I was, I'm not, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, I mean, what a what a find this kid is. Just like as much as we've praised him for uh, playing on the left side of the diamond, and then for Curtin to feel like he could use him at the six, it's just like 
holy smokes, what a value that we got from uh, kind of this random signing. Like, like holy crap, that was that's awesome. Um, he did make one big mistake. Yeah, on the goal. Uh, over Steph definitely didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the teams was was in good position on and him stepping really caused the goal. But uh, luckily, lucky, luckily, no big deal. You know, right. it's okay. Get scored on every once in a while. Keep you humble. Um, I thought on the offensive end, there was a lot of space moving forward, but I feel like we didn't drive at it enough i felt like we would get near the box and it was just like lateral pass lateral pass and I, I didn't feel like there was enough um driving runs towards the goal behind the defense and like we we still still were pretty hesitant around the box i feel like um fontana had a good opportunity to kind of kind of push for his starting spot um but but I, right now I, I don't like saying it, but I think he's being he's being outplayed by Flock. I don't think that's a stretch to say, but um, if if you're looking full strength, who you're going to start, Flock or Fontana? I don't think there's going to be much of an argument right now made to start Fontana. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with that, but I, I also I do think Fontana had a decent game. I think he was one of the guys that was able to actually like pull in the trigger to make take to take some shots, and uh, yeah, like the. No, I know, but like no one else was taking shots. Like you were saying, all these lateral passes, but like he was a guy that was actually like making the move to take a shot, and he has that quick trigger to, to do so. And and I feel like a lot, a lot of the other guys were either too slow or too hesitant to to make that make that move. And yeah, I, I agree. There's you know more production and 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 you know involvement. It could be could be had from him, but I I, d- I do think this was probably one of his better performances from the year. I, I don't know if that's that's a good or a bad thing, um, but I, I, I didn't dislike seeing him out there tonight, or last night, because yeah, like, he, he's he's a bit more direct than like Montero at the 6, like, or at the 10, like, he's, like, he I don't I don't know the stats, but I'm sure he has way less shots at playing at the 10 than, than Fontana does, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know, I, I still am a little optimistic about Fontana playing there. Alright, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know, man. I don't know. We will time will tell. Um he he'll probably get another couple of shots at it. Um uh, I I really enjoyed just the tackles in this game. That was that was fun to watch. It it felt like I mean I felt like Flock was probably leading the charge as far as great tackles, but I felt like there were a handful both both sides, to be fair. Um guys sliding from behind and stealing the ball from uh, an attacker that was that was probably my favorite part of the game um and then and then casper just classic classic casper quiet all night quiet all night quiet all night oh there's the goal yep it's i there's nothing else to say yeah it's, it's pretty cool he's like breaking or I guess he's tied the record for like most goals and CC- like consecutive goals in games at CCL, and it's at like at four, and he has five leading five goals, so leading CCL in goals in the tournament. So that's that's pretty cool, nice to have. Um, but yeah, I think that goal was was pretty was pretty. I think it was cool to see Burke, um, you know, work his way into getting that assist because he had a battle off Miles Robinson, who's a decent defender, you know, maybe a little smaller than. Than 
Burke, but but he has some size and Burke, you know, pushed him off and and then got to that ball and and I think that that was a a pretty pretty great pass from him. He was like on the touchdown and sneaked it past like in in a really tight window through like three defenders to get to Casper. So I feel like that was, I I want to give him credit for that for that ball and and the, and the work work he put, he put in to get to that spot. So and yeah, then, I could not I could not tell if he was going to try to get that ball after uh, mm-hmm. like Robinson got a touch on it or whatever. Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was just going to let it roll out for a throw in or if he was going to try to get it. It was just kind of this like weird. I I, can't, I couldn't tell if he was m- moving fast or slow. <laughs> and then eventually he got the ball and I was like, oh, OK, so it's still on bounds and he went for it. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens. Um. So yeah, so then some maybe some negatives from the game. Um, so there's your your favorite your favorite topic, yellow card so accumulation. <laughs> um, so we're gonna be without um, it's Matt Real and Jameer Montero in August because that's how that works. Um, so that's gonna that's I mean Real's you know not not much of a factor, but not having Montero going into that game against you know portland or or call america is that's pretty crucial he's you know our best player yeah yeah that one sucks it's so stupid like uh, gosh it's uh gosh i don't know (laughs) it is really dumb i I have no problem even like talking about martinez and like last year where he had like a run of yellows and then he ended up getting suspended for a game because he had like five yellows over however many games um I have no problem with yellows in soccer. I think yellows are, are part of the game. Take a yellow, do something, make a big tackle, uh, take a risk. But like, I'm not saying go for reds, but yellows are a part of the game. There's a reason why it takes two to get thrown out. Um, if they're really that bad and deserving of a suspension, then it'd be a red card. But like to have two yellow cards over a span of three or four games make you miss a semifinal of a knockout tournament like come on like and, and there is no the tackle he got yellow on that's not a tackle that deserves a suspension of the next game that's, sure it's a yellow card but it's not like this guy is being reckless and and obnoxious with his uh tackling it's it's so stupid it and it, it irks me so bad if you can't tell but it's just like i like that, that it that changes so much of our semifinal approach. You know, you're taking our best player um, out of a semifinal because he did a slide tackle that was called a yellow. I, I mean, it was like, that's just part of the game. I, I don't know, man. These yellow card accumulations, it's so soft. I, maybe in a knockout tournament. Okay, so I'll, if you play four games and you get a yellow in every single one, okay, maybe you can deserve a, a sit down for the next game. But two, two yellows, like, come on. You can get two yellows in, in one game and get the same suspension for the next game. Like, but two yellows across three or four games, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. I bet I bet in August, Jameer's going to be like, uh, he's going to forget why he's not starting. He's right. going to be like, man, that was so long ago. That was like one little slide tackle. I got to miss the game because it's so stupid. All right. No, I agree. But... You know, maybe since this game is is not till August, you know, maybe we'll we'll get um, some reinforcements that that yeah, yeah. might be able to help us, you know, fill that hole for that game. And you know, maybe that there's a certain Hungarian that we're gonna get 
in, um, in this summer. So that, that, that you know, may, there could, I assume there's going to be moves. That, I feel like that's been, been talked about enough that there's going to be something happening at least by summer. So maybe that's something where it'll be less of a factor in this game because I don't we'll know have if you, guys. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but if we do pick up someone, are they allowed to play in the CCL if they weren't on the initial? I think so. Okay. I'm not positive, but I, I, I think I saw that that's possible. Some Someone will let me know tomorrow. Yeah. Matt Ralph, what's up? Um, <laughs> shout out number one. Shout out number one. Uh, yeah, and then Matt Ralph will be missing too, but that was not so big. Um, the last thing to talk about with this game is uh, Beef. Beef. Coach Beef. Oh, yeah. Good so, stuff, man. Curtin and Heinze. Yeah, so they they were getting into it on the on the field after you know after the game and apparently you know obviously we, we there's some quotes from current that you know Heinze wasn't wasn't super happy wasn't shaking his hand and and you know call, saying he was players were diving wasn't happy with how Sergio Santos was coming off the field and current just wasn't having it he was very he, he said in his press conference he was like I, I just I just kind of got sick of it I you know I just felt this I'm not going to take that so and he I'm going to try to pull up his tweet. It was, or his, his, uh, his quote, cause it was great. It's calling him a sore loser and, uh, and an a-hole for, you know, just not sucking up and, and, you know, owning the fact that Curran now coached him. And that happened. Right. Uh, it, you lost four one over two legs. Like how much can you complain? Like, yeah, it's not like it was close. And, um, and his sorry. team is worth way more money than, than ours. And it just, that's just how it happens sometimes. So it's, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kill some time. So his his team would do the same exact thing. The, yeah. You know, Barco does the same exact thing. Martinez is the same exact thing. Like the, that's just how it is. Right. So it's it's really like, it's just kind of hilarious to, to see Atlanta. Like we we've seen the fans get up like you know up, up in arms about that this stuff and like sure that's fine you know fans are gonna be emotional and and reactive but like seeing a coach do that and then i just i'm I'm really psyched about curran's reaction like just standing up for himself and not taking it because he shouldn't have to take that he's he's a should be a very respected coach like in, in this league you know coach of the year supporter shield like what he's done with this team is is incredible and and he he, he knows what he's doing so like taking that crap from heinz who's obviously like a good you know good coach has a lot of uh you know a lot of pedigree but it's I don't know I, I just I'm really just happy to see Curran stand up for himself and because he's such a you know pretty soft-spoken dude like he's obviously you know is competitive and has intensity from being a player and stuff but he's just, you know you know pretty pretty kind of quiet dude like you know doesn't really have I feel like he hasn't really had a lot of like quotes that the media has really run with but this one oh it was a doozy I, I loved it yeah for sure for sure so that was that was cool. Um, and I think we were all just proud of Jim Curtin representing that Philly spirit. And once again, great hoodie. You know, killer, killer shoes. Killer, you know, Nike, the Nikes that were matching. He's rocking the blue hoodie rather than the yellow one. And man, once I saw him walk out on that across the field when I was at the game, I was like, oh man, Twitter's going to love this. He looks great. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's all about, it's yep. all about those hoodies, man, and making your Twitter people happy. Yep. All right, so let's end uh, this first half with Union Best, Union Worst. Okay. Yeah. Right, you want me to go first? I'll go. I can go first. All right, you go first. I'm going to stick on, stay with this. I'm going to go with Curtin. He's my Union Best. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Chinza. And he, even in, in the NYC game, you know, 
you rotated some guys. We, you know, we didn't maybe see as many kids as we thought, but we you saw a, a bit of rotation, you know, which is not not really a thing we see from him. And he almost got us back in that game. There was there was some moments where we were almost getting in that game, but then Atlanta, we just you just he just outcoached outcoached Hines, so I, I want to give it give it to Curtin. There you go. Um, I'll give my best to Flock. I think between him not starting against NYCFC and them not playing great. Uh, and then Atlanta being switched to a different position on the team and playing playing well despite the goal. Um, yeah, he's he's gonna be my my union best. Cool. My worst, I'll go uh, I'll go Matt Real. Didn't didn't do great during the NYCFC game, and then uh, picked up a yellow against Atlanta, so he doesn't even get to play in the semifinal, and that's stupid. Let me go over yellow card suspension. <laughs> no, 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 I think we already did that. Uh, playing the hits. Yeah. All right. My Eden worst. I'm going to go with Montero. Um, I think he just in this Atlanta game. I feel like every all all of our so many guys were getting forward and and we're doing a lot offensively on the ball. And he was pretty quiet. Um, and I, I kind of expect more from him. And, and then even the NYC game, I feel like it was similar. Like he just. Like obviously the you know down a man what can you do but I feel like he just wasn't um, what is influential as I as we we kind of need him to be and I I feel like I saw Curran saying like we're depending on him too much but I feel like sometimes he he goes goes quiet and I don't know I feel like this was was one of those cases yeah yeah I gotcha I gotcha I'm a little surprised you went Montero but hey. Hey, he got yellow on, you know, yellow card suspensions. <laughs> that's all it takes. That's all it takes to be on the Union Wars with the Doobie Brothers. All right. Uh, let, we'll take a break. After the break, we'll talk MLS regular season type stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll shout out a couple other podcasts, homegrowns, and uh, we'll make we'll make some rock solid predictions, of course. So uh, come back after this. Hey guys, Doobie Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. Second half of the episode, you know this is where it goes down <laughs> hill fast. <laughs> yeah, all right. So MLS is back. Not talking about the tournament last summer. Talking about um, our focus. All right. So Union zero two and one, and MLS player zero one and two. Uh, will they put ties first nowadays or losses? Doesn't matter. We lost two games, tied one. You know. So our next three games are Chicago, New England, and Red Bull, um, three Eastern Conference teams. Uh, I would say um, Chicago sucks, New England's good, Red Bull medium. So you got an easy, hard medium. Um, that's my, you know, professional take on it. Uh, what are your thoughts on those three games as far as how many points we should take before we start to panic about um, our form? Um, I think. And, and, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I think, uh, I think we need to so get. I will say Chicago's on the road. And then you got the New England and Red Bull at home. Yeah, I think we're gonna need like six points to feel good. I think we're gonna need to beat Chicago because I think if we lose the next game, then we're like, what, oh three and one or whatever or one and three, mm-hmm. and losing to a team that like Chicago, like that's pretty not great. And there you go, and the next game is doing good. So I think like that will be like a kind of like a, a no no kind of thing where we're really really, you know, no wins going against 
you know, right now the best team in the Eastern Conference. So that's going to be tough. And then I think we did another win at home. I think, you know, against Red Bull playing at home, I think that's going to be a game we're going to need to win. Just getting, you know, back some confidence at home, playing in front of the fans and like giving the fans a win is, is going to be pretty crucial to keep, you know, keep the worries at bay. But I, I don't, I think losing to New England in the in midweek, I, I think that's possible because they're, they're, they're pretty, they're good right now. And I mean, it's gonna be it. You know, you know, three games in one week is, is tough to to get all the results. So that's that's kind of right, my thing. Yeah. Maybe like six points is is kind of what where we fans would be like, okay, we're we're gonna be fine if we get two wins out of those games. Yeah, that is it is tough because yeah, you got Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, seven seven days for three games, and yeah. you're already kind of uh, behind the eight ball as far as MLS play. You only have a one point after three games. Yeah. So if you if you take six out of those three games, then you're sitting at seven points after six games, a little more than a point per game. You, you're turning around in the right direction. Um, I feel like just with our last year's history with New England, I feel like that game could go either way. I think I think you do have to beat Chicago, but Chicago's also probably looking at us like, man, we can't lose this game also because they're they're kind of in a poor run of form as well. Um, and then Red Bull, they're just like, I don't know. I'm just not impressed with them other than they got another, a little Brendan Aronson wannabe playing for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I, I also, also like part of it's going to be obviously like how they look and like, if, you know, we, we get, you know, maybe four points out of these games, but every game we're looking real good and we're really taking it to New England or, or whatever. And like something fluky happens and we get a tie in one of those games, like, like that's okay if if like we're looking solid and our defense looks you know sure it up and we're getting chances offensively like i think there's obviously going to be like some takeaways as far as like how we actually look against you know compared against like the actual points we get but it's definitely there's definitely we need we're gonna need to get the points in these games it's there's no like distraction anymore like obviously you're still coming off like a midweek game and Union have played more games than these other teams have already. So it's, that's, I guess, a factor too, but it's, it's at the point where like, okay, that's, there's no more distractions. We're not playing again. It's ECL till August. So this is, this is where we're at. So. That's right. So, so last Saturday's game, we said it didn't really matter too much. Um, but now this upcoming Saturday's game, where do you put that as far as matters? Just, just thinking about the different results. So if we win, great, obviously. But say we lose that game, and now now we've lost three of our first four games. Is the panic, is the panic button being hit yet, um, or or do you think we're still kind of that Chicago game still falls under the, all right, we won CCL. So we'll let that one slide. Yeah, I mean, I think I would start to worry if we lose to Chicago, but I think there might be a bit of a, I don't know, a grace period just because CCL. Um, but yeah, I, I think I personally might start to panic, or not panic, but just worry a little bit if we if we don't beat Chicago. If we lose to Chicago, I think that'll be, that'll be rough because that's, I don't know, after four games, not getting a win is, is rough for a team that's, you know, reigning Supporter Shield champions. Yeah. Um. Yeah, New England's good. That's that's what I'm hearing. They are good. Uh. Yeah. All right. Cool. 
right. It's like there's always this pause before we get into something goofy because it's like, hmm, are we going to do this before we're going to do it? So this weekend, the big, uh, I don't know, soccer story off the field was on the field was supposed to be Man United versus Liverpool. Instead, it was about fan protests, fans protesting the American owners, the Glazers, um, storming the stadium before the game. Uh, fans were even supposed to be at the game in general, so security was low. And then fans got in, and obviously the game was canceled or postponed, whatever. Um, so let's let's just throw some stupid reasons to protest. We're not going to judge Man United fans in their protests, but we're going to make up our own stupid union-related protests. All right? So, um, Luke, <laughs> fill in the blank. <laughs> the stupidest union fan protest would be... Not a single homegrown gets played in a game. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's not stupid, but like union, it's like union specific. Yeah. Okay. I feel like union fans would get annoyed if that happens. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that just made me think of one that I thought of when I initially thought of this and then forgot to write it down. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. All right. Your turn now. All right. Um, so union fans stormed the stadium in protest because they signed a big name number 10 but it was the wrong one. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. So all it's right. like, it's, I don't know, it's like the wrong... Uh, okay. Luke, you didn't fake this protest. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, gonna, we're just going to drive through this segment. Uh -huh. uh, Union fans protest and storm the stadium because... The Union never wear yellow shorts again with the, the new light blue kits. Ah, yeah. Ah. Mm -hmm. It's been it's been a, a topic a little bit, and I think the yellow shorts are the way to go. And I don't know why they they are playing in whites, but I I think the yellow you know bring them back. I, there's they played them in one in one of the games, so I don't know what's happening there. Yeah, I yeah I was there. Um, and I and I texted you an unpopular opinion, but I I like the white. I know. I like I like the white with the baby blue. Yeah, I, I yeah I assume you wouldn't be in this protest, but I think there's others that would be, I, and I, I might be one of them. Yeah, yeah, no, I I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. Um, all right, my turn. Union fans protest and storm the stadium because uh, <laughs> chicken Pete's uses the store brand cheese sauce. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, I got. No, that was just because I, I I recently had some store brand uh, CTC, and it's just cinnamon toast crunch for those not <laughs> up in the lingo. And the store brand CTC is just like it's it's cardboard with little grains of sand on it. It's not cinnamon toast crunch. I'll tell you. Okay. All right, all right. Let's do one more each because let's end this end this quick. All right, okay. so my my last one. Union fans protest and storm the field or whatever you said. Because the union re-signed Race and Bully. Oh, yeah, nice. Like that's that's a that's a real one that could that would really cause some emotion and reaction. Very good, very good. Okay, so you said I can only do one more. So yeah, I'm just gonna combine my last four all into one. <laughs> all right, the union, <laughs> the union fans protest and storm the stadium because. 
The lightning bolts on the jerseys are made backwards and inside out. The MLS makes a dress code for the sidelines, so Jim can't wear hoodies because there aren't enough union podcasts and shin guards. <laughs> so there you go. There's my last one. Okay. As you will, slow it down. Um, also, fun exercise. Uh, one of my kids, I forget which one was playing with my phone, our podcast came on and they hit the slow it down like you can slow down our voices on a podcast and you can listen to it at half speed um i suggest everyone who's listening to this right now hit that feature it makes the podcast very funny it sounds like we are very high and uh <laughs> then you can also do it the other way you can make it twice as fast so you can get through that um segment a little bit quicker but all right so uh thanks for listening thanks for uh, telling yeah. fans how to listen to podcasts that's good I think what do you say? That, that's good good to tell fans how to listen to podcasts that's good tips for people that yeah no know. no that way they can just listen to it faster when when they see or hear a pause and they know like a stupid segment's coming up they can just hit that times two and just you know fire through it yeah um but speaking of podcasts i've got a couple podcasts to shout out um the u.s soccer put out a podcast this must have been last week and brendan aronson was on it he was on for like a good hour with uh uh Gosh, uh, Charlie Davies and uh, the female, her name was Jordan. I, I didn't catch her last name. I think Jordan um, Angeli. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 probably. Um, uh, it, it was good. And I could see, you know, since Brendan's been on our podcast and then his growth just as far as like being on podcasts and like talking and stuff, um, and just like grown as a man now. Um, it, it was cool hearing him. He definitely is more comfortable and kind of more open. And then the other one, this one I definitely want Union fans to go check out. It's on Z Soccer Podcast, as in Z-E-E -E, Soccer Podcast, hosted by Julian Gressel and Fabian Herbers. Um, they had CJ Sapong on their most recent one. And CJ just was awesome at like telling some stories. He gets into his DUI arrest when in Philly. And then he goes on a night, uh, tells a really amazing story about the birth of his daughter. Um, and, and just as a dad, I was listening, I was just like, holy smokes, what a, what an amazing story that was. Um, and that's also, I mean, that they, uh, that particular episode was definitely their best one, but that's a kind of a funny podcast to listen to because, um, they self-admittedly are very bad at small talk as just as the German, German culture, they, they're like, oh yeah, we're very bad at small talk. And they're just very funny. They're just like two kind of awkward Germans talking. And they're both on bad soccer teams, and they always check in. Hey, how was your week? Well, we lost. And then, how was yours? Oh, well, we lost too. And they kind of try to explain why their team Chicago and D.C. both lost. But, uh, yeah, so I just want to give those podcasts a shout for uh, Union fans spreading the love. All right. Nice. Um, all right, so maybe let's, let's – uh, Let's get into a Chicago fire preview mm -hmm. and then, then we'll pre then we'll give our predictions and we'll get out of here. Okay, cool. Let's do it. All right. You want me to go through my, uh, breakdown of Chicago? Yeah, you go for it. All right. All right. So they've got a Ford. This dude's a tall dude, Robert Barrich. Uh, he, he's just annoyingly tall. Um, but we got <laughs> tall guys too. And so it'll be like just tall guys running around in the back there. Jonathan Bornstein, he's like older than me, so don't have to worry about him. Um, here's a really interesting fact about uh, the Chicago Fire FC. They have two guys named John 
as their first name, and it's spelled J-H-O-N. J-H-O-N. And they're next to each other in the roster alphabetically. So um, really something to think about. Um, and then uh, they got a guy, uh, last name Frankowski. First name, um, it looks like uh, you, you're actually not allowed to pronounce that word. So there's that. Um, they got homegrown who looks like he's uh, 14. They've got another homegrown who looks like he's 44. And then uh, they had two guys with the same last name, Sloninas, and I didn't care to look up to see if they're brothers. So I'm just going to assume that's such an interesting coincidence for that team, um, Slonina bro- guys, maybe brothers, maybe not. And then Bobby Shuttlesworth is on the team. So um, I guess he's not on New England anymore. And uh, <laughs> so how do you think the Union are going to stack up against those guys? I mean, that's a great great rundown of this team um i think we're going to be okay um at, chicago is one of the few teams that are below us in the in the standings right now and they don't have any any excuses ccl wise um so i i think they're a pretty beatable team i know they're going to be at home so that's a little bit of an advantage even though i, I don't know if, if soldier field is really a, a fortress yet but um I think we, this this is a game we should win. Um, yeah, I think Barrage is is decent. I feel like Frank Krause, like I feel like I've seen him play some pretty good games on the wing. Um, and then they have got Madron, who's like that, that another kind of bigger signing they've made. But I don't think I feel like he hasn't really hit hit yet or or for them. So I'm I'm not super threatened by this roster. Um, yeah, they've got a 35 year old goalkeeper from Fort Belvoir, Virginia, which isn't far from here. So that's that's great. Yes. Kenneth Cronholm. Okay, great. So I'm going to dig into that. <laughs> um, I'm all about the backup goalkeepers. That's yeah. No, you. I know you love your Charlie Lyon. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we obviously we haven't watched much of this team, but I think they're pretty beatable. And this this is a game where I I'm expecting the Union to win, and and I think that's that's going to be crucial in, in where we feel about this team. Because it, it, you you have to beat the bad teams. That's that's how, that's how you get to the the good spots in, in like uh, in 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 the rankings. Like you have to beat the bad teams, take care of business there. Even if it's away, I think this is a team that we have to beat, and I think we should. I think we will. Yeah, and I think that's something we did real well last year was we took care of business against the teams that we needed to take care of business yep. against. Um, it's good. At least so we you're right. It. This definitely. It's it's good we had our, our CCL game on Tuesday, so we have an extra day of rest, and I know it helps with the traveling to Chicago because that's obviously more than a that's a, a plane ride, not not like a, a they can't take the bus there, so that, that helps a little bit. Um, and I feel like we're I, I don't know where Elsino is, but I and there's like DeVries and and Finley still on the on the injury list as far as we know right now, but I I. Other than that, like I feel like we should be pretty solid. I think Flock, we showed well enough that I think we're going to be okay at the six with without Martinez um, in in this game. So I I am confident Flock can do the job there, and there's not a a scary number ten that he's going to have to deal with in this game. So I I think he's going to be okay to to handle this the, the Chicago offense at, at the six and and hopefully be as as successful as he was against Atlanta. Yeah. Um. I think I think it is a good chance to win. As far as Fabian Herbers, I don't know if he'll be back 
yet he's been hurt as well. Yeah, I think he actually got hurt in a preseason scrimmage against the Union, and he's been out all this time. Um, so he's working on recovery. So I don't think you'll see him. Uh, but, yeah. Do you, so Do you expect any roster changes from the Union compared to what they put out against Atlanta in this last game? Um... Like, do you think Burke gets back in? Do you no, think they try uh, something in midfield? Yeah. The only thing I was wondering is if, yeah, I I, I think you probably you probably just stick stick with it. Uh, I was just thinking maybe Burke instead of like Santos, let Santos come off as the sub. Um, I, I was trying to think if there's a way to get Fontana to be a sub rather than a starter, but I think with Martinez missing, um, Fontana's probably safe to start. I was listening to someone, uh, gosh, maybe it was the Alexi Lawless podcast. Um, and uh, they were talking, um, gosh, this is, why did I start this? Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can kill uh, it if you want to. Sir, Sir Alex, <laughs> um, the Manchester United. Um, Ferguson. Old, Ferguson, yeah, the old Sir Alex Ferguson manager. He always wanted to have a super sub and, and, he specifically would have guys who were subs who would come on and change the game. And like, he, he had a purposeful, why, why am I going to put this type of guy in if he's not going to be a big impact on the game? And, and when he, when I heard him saying that, um, obviously I started thinking, Oh, well, that, that's our Fontana. That's Fontana. He, he hasn't really clicked for a full 90, but we know he can click for a good 35 or so. Um, okay. I think a, a way you could do that. Um, is if you put Montero at the 10 and then Fla so Flack's going to be at the six, but then on that left shuttler spot, you put Matt Real. Mm, yeah. Because I, th I, my take is on Matt Real after seeing NYCFC. I don't think, I think he's a better midfielder. I don't think he's really a defender because he's good on the ball. He gets forward and he, he doesn't it, positionally defensively. He's just not there. But I think like we've seen him come off the bench playing like a left midfield in like late in games and, right. he's, and he's pretty influential. Like he's he's got some skill in the ball and like technically pretty decent. So I think he could hold his own there. And maybe if, if you want to put Fontana as your super sub, I think that's a way you could fit with the, the current guys, you know, right now. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I I could see that. Would you would you go uh McGlynn or or him. Yeah, actually, that I forgot about Glenn because but then he's showing some some glimpses of, of quality, and we and, and that's all we're looking for, just a glimpse right now. Honestly, yeah, like <laughs> I, I'm 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 not against. I want to see him more because we we've seen he's got a little little bit you know you know ten minute fifteen minute game there you know appearances, but he's he looks pretty solid. I feel like he's he seems like big enough that he can hold his own, but he's also like technically like looks really pretty good. We see there is that one pass in the at the end of the Atlanta game where he like had this outside of his left foot like fifty yard ball to Montero up the field and like hit it connected and it looked I mean it's pretty impressive from a, for a seventeen year old so I I think it'd be pretty cool to see see a guy like him get some more more run out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think he's probably I don't know. It, it, it's tough to judge with such little time, but right. yeah, he is. He is looking kind of like he might be the the next homegrown to kind of be breaking the 11 more often than others. Yep. Um, all right. So 
let's let's get into our our world famous predictions. We only got one game to predict. Oh well, actually, we, we could do. Do you want to do New England as well? Yeah, just trying to think of uh, my schedule. What's the 18th? Oof. This is good. Uh, the 18th is a Tuesday. Alf soccer on Tuesday and the 20th, actually. Those are playoffs and so. Those are the following um, week, though. So I think you're good. Oh, cool. Oh, my God. I have another week off. Oh, my gosh. I'm sick of just running to stay in shape. All right. All right. Let's let's do both games because apparently I'm free. Okay. And we'll we'll pod next Thursday. Let's do that. All right. Sounds good. Everybody good with that? We all good? <laughs> all right, cool. No objections. We're gonna pod next Thursday, give you a Friday. So we'll we'll predict two games because these predictions never get old. Against Chicago, I'm gonna say we go two one. Nice. And I'm gonna go uh I'm gonna go the font man and Santos. Nice. All right. I'm going to go 3 0. We're going to take it to take it to those those Chicago Fire dudes. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, uh, my goals are going to come from I'm going to go Casper, Bedoya, and Mon- Montero. All right. Nice. And then just for fun, Red Bull. Revs. Uh, revs. <laughs> revs. Revs. I'm gonna go one nothing. Okay. Yeah, I'll go Casper. I'll let. I'll give him a goal. I'm gonna I go. Uh, <laughs> Wait. Say, say it again. I I don't know. It's just so it's just so obvious. I feel like you just say oh, Casper every game because he seems to score every game, but it's like not exciting. <laughs> it's not an exciting bet to to put. But that's true. I'm gonna go zero zero. I'm gonna be say this is a, a kind of reminiscent of the Columbus game from the start of the season. All right, cool. Any goal scores? <laughs> uh huh. All right, over under on bleak saves. Uh, I'm gonna set it at six point five, six and a half. You taking the over or under? Under. It's gonna be a yeah. defensively stingy game. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's a fun one. Oh yeah, that's 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 the midweek. Yeah, it's tough midweek, but it's at home, so yeah, you'll probably be there. All right, I cool. think so. Nice. All right, guys. Well, um, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, we'll uh, talk to you guys again next week, um, and we've got another giveaway coming up in a couple of weeks, probably. Uh, so just keep listening. We'll dangle that out for you. But. Um, <laughs> As always, we appreciate it. Go, go leave us a comment. You know, you made it this far. You might as well just scroll down on that Apple podcast and write some nice words about the old Doopy brothers. I mean, if you listen this long, you got time on your hands. So go ahead and do that. So <laughs> That's true. I'll thank you. I'll thank you right now ahead of time. So thank you very much. Uh, always appreciate it. Go on. Keep on being good people. Yeah.